Hello, my friends. This is Andy Falco Humanis coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California. And I am the host for the California Parent Alliance podcast. And uh, it's been a little bit since uh, we've been able to do a podcast due to uh, a whole number of things, um, moving and uh, so much going on in our world uh, that it's nice to be back and uh, broadcasting. Uh, the subject matter is not nice, but uh, being back and able to share with you uh, some of the things that uh, I have been experiencing that may help uh, a few parents out there that uh, may need to know that they're not alone and they're not the only ones uh, that are concerned about what's going on in their school. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why I started doing um, you know, topical podcasting, topical broadcasting over live social media is because I want people to know, parents especially uh, in this case, uh, to know that they're not alone. Uh, as I um, talk to parents at the gym or when I run into somebody out in public and they say, hey, aren't you the guy that does that podcast about placentia yorba linda school district or what have you? Um, they say, gosh, I'm so happy you said something because I thought I was going crazy. I thought I was nuts. I thought maybe I was the only one who uh, didn't understand why they were, you know, teaching kids about sex in elementary school and, um, you know that you know what are what are your what are your pronouns is is lunacy uh, on top of all the other shenanigans that are going on boys dressing in girls locker rooms and girls dressing in boys locker rooms or going to the bathroom in boys or girls restrooms um, that no you're not crazy and you are not the only one there's a large number of other people who have reached out in some of the other groups that I'm in on on some of the other platforms that are not Facebook and not Instagram uh, these are other platforms where you can have private well, mostly private discussions. <laughs> Who knows nowadays uh, what's private and what's not, what's private. But um, uh, make sure I want, I want to make sure you uh, go to CaliforniaParentAlliance.org, the website. Uh, you can find more information about the organization there. All right. So what I want to talk about is a recent series of emails that I sent to the Placentia Yorba Linda School District. Now, I know that some of you that may be watching this may be in another school district, but um, I want to bring this up because what's happening in our school district is probably happening in your school district and some school districts, it could be tenfold. It could be a much bigger problem. Uh, I almost want to take back um, what I used to say over the you know, last couple of years that I've been uh, sticking my nose into what's happening here in our school district that I used to say, you know what, the Placentia, the Placentia Yorba Linda School District is actually one of the better school districts. I take it back. It is, it is, uh, it is as bad as any of the other school districts that I've seen um, featured on news programs that are dealing with the stupidity and the ineptness and the corruption and the uh, people that are in power that are just not equipped um, educationally or uh, spiritually, uh, morally uh, should be involved in anything that has to do with kids. And simply put, many of these people that are in leadership positions, whether on the school board, they are, you know, in the school district in a superintendent uh, position or uh, at a, a teacher's union that some of these people, quite honestly, need to be arrested for um, sex crimes and abuse of our children. And we need to really start seriously looking at um, the criminal, um, you know, uh, legalities behind some of these things that they're allowing to happen. Teachers and 
principals and vice principals and counselors at schools are uh, known as mandatory reporters when they can see that a child or have heard that a child is being abused sexually or physically or mentally abused. And they are mandatory reporters. And these things that we see happening in the schools are things that as I, as a sex crimes detective for the Anaheim Police Department, that I know that I have had received reports where we had to take action. And it, it is not shocking anymore. It is not surprising anymore that some of these things that we used to start a criminal investigation behind are now daily occurrences in elementary, middle schools, and high schools um, in many public schools, not just in California, but across the United States. Uh, the one thing that I put in the title uh, that uh, you see, you think, you may think doesn't has nothing to do with the moral corruption of our children is this um, the CCW, the Concealed Weapons Permit um, uh, leak of those people who have CCWs and their information uh, about where they live, their social security numbers, their phone numbers. A lot of the private information it was leaked. Now, I understand that it was leaked for a period of time and then it was somehow retracted. The problem is that anything that shows up on the internet, the likelihood of it being totally erased from the internet is very unlikely that it still exists somewhere. Somebody, some people know that you need it. You can take screenshots, you can save it in a PDF format, you can save it uh, in, in many different formats, screen, like I said, screenshot it and that kind of thing. So it is not necessarily, uh, it wasn't necessarily up and then taken down and now we don't have to worry about, no, we need to worry about it. And the reason I bring it up is because, as you know, my wife Hedia um, has a, um, a history of being involved in creating systems to combat terrorism in our in and around our country, um, around the world, and the systems that she not only created but helped to create in some cases um, are what they're using today to um, investigate and to go after what they are calling domestic terrorists. What they are also targeting is parents and calling them domestic terrorists. And my concern, as I was thinking about the day, I was having a conversation in the sauna <laughs> at the gym, 24-hour fitness, and it dawned on me that, oh, my gosh, during this conversation, I was thinking, this is, you know, the fact that they say they leaked it is not, uh, is, is not true. Uh, we all know nowadays that there's no leaks anymore. It is labeled a leak because they want you to think and they want to lie to you and pretend that, oh, oops, it slipped out of my hands or I accidentally clicked on something and it got released. No, this was intentionally released. That's, a, that's not a leak. A leak is an accident. Um, a, an intentional um, process, I guess I could say, of releasing this information was intentional. And it is, I believe, um, one additional thing that they can go to when they decide, you know what, this parent is a pain in my ass. It, it could be me. Uh, it could be a number of other people that show up on a regular basis to the Placentia Herbal in the Unified School District uh, meetings that, that it is just another thing that they can use to begin to build a case as to why a parent can be deemed a domestic terrorist. Hey, look, they're not only showing up in meetings and um, talking about 
um, how bad CRT is and about how bad, you know, asking one of my, you know, their children what their pronoun is and then encouraging them to, if they're a boy, to become a girl or if they're a girl to become a boy or if they're a boy to become a dog or a cat that, you know, they, they, they're obviously horrible people because they don't, you know, they don't support that their son wants to be a cat. And look at this. They also have a weapon that we must protect the, um, the world from this horrible parent who doesn't want their boy to be a cat and, and, and take their weapons from them. This is, again, this would have been some years ago, not even, yeah, maybe a couple of years ago um, or more. Uh, I would have thought if I was listening to me right now, I'd be, ah, it's a conspiracy theory. Ah, you're making this stuff up. Oh, you know, what do you, you're crazy. This is never going to happen. No, we see this happening today uh, with anybody that was in or around or even talked about January 6th, that they are being, their doors are being kicked down. Armed FBI agents are going into their home and seizing electronic devices and anything else they seem they're able to deem necessary for their investigation and sometimes leaving without even without even taking the person into custody they're just going in and taking cell phones and taking computers and then saying okay see you later um and and they can at least they believe they can do that and they're doing it so um this is my concern with this uh, ccw leak that uh, I think you all need to be aware of and need to consider as a possible threat uh, to you. But that doesn't mean I'm telling you to stop either. I just want you to be aware of what it is that they are going to do and to be prepared for when um, that happens, that they are going to use that list that they leaked as an additional reason why they're going to deem you a domestic terrorist because you have the gall to show up at a school board meeting or write emails um, saying, Hey, I don't like the fact that you are telling my son to be a cat and encouraging him to be a cat and telling him that a, uh, a litter box is in the restroom for him and uh, he can use it there. What, what if he wants to be a female cat? Well, they put the litter box in the, in the women in the girl's bathroom so he can use it there. Um, maybe. Now, I know I've had people say, oh, he brings up the litter box thing. No, <laughs> I'm not making it up. These are things that we uh, have, have been presented to us uh, at the California Parent Alliance uh, through emails and pictures. And I'm going to share some of those things where you to show you that what I'm talking about is not I'm not making any of it up. These things are actually happening and are um, very much a part of what's happening in our schools. Now, it may not be happening in, you know, but maybe one or two of our schools here in the Yorba Linda, Placentia, uh, Unified School District, but it's happening um, in in the relationship in the relation to boys going into girls' restrooms and because they say that they're girls and vice versa. Um, and so let me get to uh, what it is that I, I um, want to share with you in regard to a series of emails that I've been sending to uh, the Placentia Urban School District and why I'm doing this broadcast. And, and, and some of the this is a reason why I quite often do a show, and that is because I get nothing in response from an email that is I wouldn't spend the time creating an email and putting it together and making sure that my facts are straight um, to not get a response. But that is a typical um, response is no response from anybody that I've, I've sent it to at, at some point I would like to at least see something, but we know that's not going to happen, but it doesn't mean you're not supposed to do it either. And I would encourage parents to continue to do this. The reason, you know, people say sometimes, well, why don't you call and try to talk to somebody? Because, Calling, as we've learned, when anything that is um, um, 
has to do with any kind of legality or some, you know, at some point you may get into a criminal case with what it is that you're um, concerned about or a liability case or a civil case is that a conversation, unless you record it and when you record it, it, uh, you know, unless you tell them that you're recording it, it may or may not be allowable in a, in a court of law, at least an email, you have a, a paper trail of, look, I sent this, look, I got a response, look, I got no response, that it becomes, it can become part of that case and is much easier to present as evidence. And the reason why they don't respond is because of that reason too. So well, I'm going to get to that right now. Um, and so I, I, I want to, I, and I hope you don't mind, but I'm going to, I'm going to show on the screen the email that I sent. I'm not going to read the entire thing. I'm going to skip, uh, skip a couple paragraphs um, just because some of it is a little, bit, a little bit of a personal story. And I want to make sure that I don't necessarily put that out there right now. But um, I think you'll get the gist. Then I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about the response. I'll read some of that. And then I had a, a response back to, my resp to their response. And, um, and, and anybody that wants to um, see that, please message me in Messenger. And if I don't get back to you, you may want to do it twice. And unless I get overwhelmed, at some point I might get overwhelmed uh, from, uh, by request. I've already sent it out to a few parents that asked for it. Um, and so I'll try to do that. But I'm going to read it so that you know, maybe this will be all you really need. So um, as I share my screen here, uh, and feel free, please, as you're watching, uh, please comment and let me know what it is that you have to say about this. If you disagree with what I'm talking about, feel free to uh, comment that. I don't have any, I don't have thin skin and I, I appreciate people that have a opposing point. Unlike uh, the left, they don't, they don't like opposing points. I, I do, I do appreciate them. Um, and, and if there's anything that you want to share that you have going on with your children, uh, that would be necessary for me to know. Um, uh, let me know. Uh, I would encourage you if you do have a problem that you do also email them and stay on them about what it is you're concerned about. Oh, sorry. Me on screen. <laughs> but uh, I hear I'm talking to the camera and you're, you know, it, it's kind of silly. Um, so send out, send out those emails, make sure people know how you feel. And again, keep that paper track. At some point I may reach out and say, Hey, all of you parents, that sent emails and didn't get, didn't get a response, make sure and let me know and, and quite possibly send me your email and um, when you sent and all that kind of stuff. And at some point, we, we, we are going to have to take action because what's happening in our schools it should not be allowed. It, is a, it has to be a criminal offense to go this far into sexualizing children, especially in the uh, elementary school. Um, and I would, I would even say middle school that what they are doing to our children is a sex offense. And somebody, whether it's a teacher, a librarian, or the, um, uh, the principal, vice whoever it is that's responsible for it, needs to be held accountable and uh, criminal charges need to be um, uh, filed against these, um, these people that are sexualizing our children. So here we go. I'll bring it back up here. And so, again, I hope you don't mind me reading this, but uh, here we go. It is, this is my email, my original email to a large number of people. I will tell you the names of those people that I sent it to after I get done with the email, reading the email. It is almost shocking that every week parents in this state and in this district must be confronted with nonsense coming from a handful of teachers, coaches, librarians, and school board members. The ongoing issue, this, the ongoing issue with asking children what their pronoun is or are if it's multiple kids in a classroom, which they, which I've got reports that they are doing, they are asking um, children in classrooms or in a group setting when it comes to a sport, 
asking every one of them to give their pronoun. Uh, so going on and what their gender is, is one of the most aggressive tactics against, against families and the individual child. This practice must stop immediately. As you know, at least I hope you do, the mental health of our children is at a critical stage due to the fiasco and incompetent response to the pandemic here in California by our education system. And now to add to the struggles our kids have been facing with education, many of you have now chosen to add gender confusion, oppressor versus oppressed, racist ideology, attacks on police, and attacks against the nuclear family, aka CRT or DEI. Considering that PYLUSD has banned CRT curriculum and the ideology from being taught in our district, I am almost surprised that over the last two weeks, my children have reported that they have either been directly asked or heard other students being asked to state their pronoun or asked what gender they are. I can tell you none of my children are confused about their gender or have a pronoun they want to be known by. This is occurring in our schools, Golden, Tuffrey, and El Dorado. And of course, I am getting reports from parents who say this is a problem in this is this problem is district wide. Clearly, the confusion a teacher, a few teachers, district employees, and politicians are creating is an increasing problem in our schools that is leading and or exacerbating the mental health issue we are witnessing in our youth, causing more pain and confusion by actively injuring their fragile minds by feeding this nonsense that they can be whatever gender or animal they want is tragic. It also adds a further divide in difficult home environments and can create difficulty in a home where there were no difficulties previously. Uh, I'm going to skip all this. This is all, again, a personal issue. I know you, uh, I knew your first reaction. Oh, sorry. Next, next paragraph. <laughs> you could also look at our experience with, oh my God, here we go. One more thing. The role of educators, here we go. The role of educators is simply to educate our children. It is not to involve themselves in private issues that are solely the responsibility of the parent, especially since studies have shown that out of 30,000 boys, for instance, only one might have a so-called medical diagnosis of gender dysphoria. It is simply wrong to damage and destroy the lives of hundreds, if not thousands of children for a knee-jerk reaction for a fraction of the population. It is sad to hear that my that my girls and other girls are afraid to go to the bathroom at Tuffrey and El Dorado because boys are allowed to go into the girls' bathrooms. These young girls purposefully do not drink liquids while in school, so they do not have to go to the bathroom. Again, it is ridiculous that the school district is making accommodations for an extremely small fraction of our community that puts so many of our children in danger. See the two attachments from conversations I have had with parents in the district. This is just two of the many conversations I am currently having. Um, I have atta I attached some screenshots of a conversation where they talked about their, their daughter saying they don't drink water because they don't want to go to the bathroom. Um, so in this last paragraph, I am gathering a long list of parents who find all this appalling and dangerous for our children. I will continue to grow this list of parents because it appears that none of you have any interest in protecting our children, only endangering them. We will hold you all accountable for failing to protect our children when the time comes. And then you can see these attachments that I put there. All right. So with that email, I sent that email out. Um, I expected maybe a couple school board members to uh, respond. And it was, there was a couple of days. I didn't get a response from anybody. Then suddenly I got a response from a woman by the name of Alyssa. Now, Alyssa uh, Griffin is 
the communications manager for the Placentia Unified School, the Placentia Urban School of <laughs> Schoolified Unified School District. Um, and um, sorry, I'm, I'm scrolling as I try to find her response. Uh, where'd it go? Oh, here. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Um, I got a response and now all of a sudden I can't find it. Uh, hold on one second. It's hard to talk and do this all at the same time. Hold on. So sorry. Because I want to read you part of her response. So I need it. I need to have it. <laughs> it's got to be here somewhere. Um, you're requesting an email thread. Hold on. Got so many emails here. Ah, I got it. All right. So I got this response from Alyssa Griffin. I'm, I want to find her title is what, what I was looking for. Director of Communications, Placentia Yerba Linda Unified School District. So Alyssa Griffiths responded. She, again, is not any of the people that I sent this email to. The, the people that I sent the email to is a long list of the people that I know are responsible for our kids. All right. So, um, my email was sent out because I wanted to find out what it was the principals were going to do about it. So I made sure that the principals uh, for the schools, which are um, principals, what's wrong with my list here? Here we go. So golden principal is Kristen McDonald. The Tuffrey principal is Cindy Freeman. And the high school, which is El Dorado, is Joy Davis. So I send it out to them. I want to know what is it you're doing at your school as the principal to protect my children from this nonsense of asking what their um, pronoun is, what their gender is, and then pushing these ideologies that are destroying our children. Um, I, I, I want to know what is it that you think about this? What is it that you, are you trying to protect the kids or you think it's okay? I, I want to know what your answer is. It's got to be one or the other, right? If, if it's happening in your school, and you are allowing it to happen, it's because you think it's okay and you are encouraging it to happen. Or you, you respond to me and say, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you reached out because I did not know this was happening. We will look into it. Did I get any of those responses in those principles? No, absolutely nothing. I also sent it to Carrie Buck, Marilyn Anderson, Leander Blades, Sean Youngblood, and Karen Freeman, who are school board members. Did I get a response from any of them from elected officials? Now elected officials are supposed to be doing what it is that we want if we elected them. And did I get a response from any of them? No, not run response, not even a, hey, I got your email. I'm looking into it. I'll get back. Nothing. It was total silence. Uh, I also sent the assistant principal at Tuffrey, which is Sarah Barton. I sent it to the assistant principal at Golden, Jeff Smith, and a counselor at Tuffrey, Abby Eastman, and the superintendent, James L. Sasser, who is no longer with the school. He's being replaced. But at the time, he still was the uh, superintendent when I sent it. Back and when did all this start? Oh no, I'm gonna have to go through all this again. <laughs> Where, uh, uh, let me just tell you approximately what the date was. It was approximately June 6th. So the beginning of last month is when I first sent this out, somewhere in that area. All right, so all those people received it, nobody responded. The person who responded, Alyssa Griffiths, who is the communications uh, supervisor, director of communications for Placentia Unified School, Placentia Yorba Unified School District. And the only person that I did not care to hear from. So she sends this response and I'm going to bring it back up here just so 
you have it and can see it. And that is, uh, dear Mr. Falco, thank you for contacting the district regarding this matter. My response is on behalf of, is on behalf. That's an important sentence that I'm going to come back to later. My response is on behalf of those individuals you addressed your email to, including Superintendent Dr. Jim L. Sasser. We are glad to see <laughs> that you copied the principles of your children's schools on this email, as has always been the case a parent or guardian with concerns regarding instruction or any matter related to campus should communicate directly with the applicable uh, teacher or principal. If you have a complaint regarding a specific district employee that involves your child, please share them um, with each respective principal to address. This includes the solicitation of your children's personal pronouns. Principals have worked closely with all staff to ensure that soliciting students to identify their pronouns should not be a part of the school day's activities. Um, I'm going to finish the email, then I'll, then I'll respond to what she said here. As outlined in board policy 0410, non-discrimination in district programs and activities, the Placentia Yorba Linda Unified School District prohibits discrimination in all district activities and programs based upon actual or perceived gender, gender identity, gender expression, race, ethnicity, color, religion, ancestry, nationality, national origin, ethnic group, identification, immigration status, sex, sexual orientation, marital or parental status, pregnancy, age, physical or mental disability, or on the basis of a person's association with a person or group with one or more of these actual or perceived characteristics. Whew. This policy also states all individuals shall be treated equitably in the receipt of district and school services. Furthermore, California Assembly Bill AB 1266, also known as the School Success and Opportunity Act, was signed into California law in 2013 and became a provision within California Education Code Section 221.5F parentheses uh, on January 1st, 2014. The law clarifies that a pupil must be permitted to participate in sex segregation, segregated school programs and activities, including athletic teams and competitions and use facilities consistent with his or her gender identity, irrespective of the gender listed on the pupil's records. According to the California Department of Education, CDE, the agency within the government of California that oversees the public and education gender identity is a deeply rooted, a deeply rooted element of a person's identity. Therefore, school districts are instructed to accept and to respect a student's assertion of their gender identity where the student expresses that identity at school or where there is other evidence that this is sincerely held part of the student's core identity. Moreover, a school cannot require a student to provide any particular type of diagnosis, proof or medical treatment, or meet an age requirement as a condition to receiving the protections afforded under California's anti-discrimination statutes. Similarly, there is no threshold step for social transition that any student must meet in order to have his or her gender identity recognized and respected by a school. We share all the aforementioned information with you today in support of this statement. Our school district has an obligation to follow the law as outlined by AB 1266 within California Education Code Section 22.5F in parentheses. Nonetheless, your perspective on this on the matter is important and we understand that you and your family have personal concerns regarding this topic. Please know that our organization works to diligently to create a safe and respectful environment for all students on our campuses in an effort to accommodate students with privacy concerns. Privacy concerns. The district has privacy stalls in changing areas at secondary school sites 
and single occupancy restrooms available to access on all campuses. As we shared earlier, we encourage you to reach out to your children's respective teachers or principals to address any specific language or cha challenges or needs they may have inside or outside of the classroom. Wow. All right. So first of all, when she says that uh, I'm glad you reached out to the principals of each one of the individual schools, I did that and got no response. So clearly that didn't work. And their desire for us to reach out to their the principals is one that other parents have done that have responded to me in my concerns about them asking for my child's gender uh, uh, preferences and pronouns preferences that they also get nothing from the principals or the assistant principals that there is nothing that they get in response to their concerns, at least the ones that have contacted me. Now, there may be people who do. Um, I'm sure that people that go in and say, hey, my child is a boy, but he identifies as a girl, get responses right away. I mean, we've heard this. We've heard them get responses, right? We hear about these stories and hear about how they make accommodations and how they quickly try to make sure that they make that child feel comfortable. That one child that comes in and says, I have this issue. But what about the hundreds of others who have issues with it and are bothered by a boy being in the girl's restroom when the girls want to go in there and use the restroom? That uh, they have girls have special uh, you know, needs during a, a certain age and are embarrassed and things are happening and maybe in some point want to go in there and have a moment with their best friend about what's the changes are going on. And, but now there's a boy in there and you, none of that is a concern. No, there's no quick, you know, Hey, we need to address this type of thing or making accommodations that are away from the boys and girls bathrooms. I, I've often said that if anybody cannot decide what they are sexually or have, have decided that they're now a girl and they were born a boy, that the, the uh, teacher's restrooms and the staff restrooms are a great solution for that because quite often, not always, but quite often they are single stall restrooms that they can go in there and they bother nobody. But the problem with the restrooms that are out in the school that are boys and girls restrooms is that they are not single use necessarily, that there is often more than one stall and there's more than one sink and it is communal where there's multiple people inside there, where the staff restroom quite often, and again, not always, but quite often is a single use restroom. And thereby this person going there and not who is transitioning or doesn't want to be whatever sex they were born with, that they can obviously be in this restroom or now they have no concerns. They don't have a concern. And the people that have not decided that they are another gender have no concern uh, with somebody who's uh, claiming to now be the opposite sex that's in that bathroom. But that's, that's again, is not being done. And again, I want to encourage anybody that may be watching to feel free and comment and let me know uh, how it is you feel about this discussion and whether you have experienced this or your children have experienced this. But that was her response. And again, I, 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 I don't mind the response. She surely could have been one of the people that responded, and that's perfectly fine. I do appreciate the information that she included in her email, but again, um, that's not who I wanted to hear from. Uh, and as she stated in the email that it was the it's the principals that probably should have been uh, contacted, which I did. And the ones that they probably should have responded in one way or another. Again, either they agree with it and will fix it or they don't agree with it and they'll fix it. <laughs> one of the two. All right. So um, let's go on to my response. And this will be. Um, uh, 
oops, sorry, I'm clicking on the wrong thing. That's the only problem with talking and clicking at the same time is that I click on the wrong thing. All right, so as I scroll down, sorry, you gotta see all this, but as I scroll down and, sorry, there's lots of different emails here. All right, so here's my response. And uh, again, please comment, uh, let me know what your thoughts are. But my response is, Alyssa, although I appreciate your response, you are not the elected parties. Sorry, my English may be off a little bit, but I was angry. You know when you're angry and you type, it, it, uh, it doesn't always go well. <laughs> but uh, uh, Alyssa, although I appreciate your response, you are not the elected party uh, who I wanted to hear from nor are you an employee or mandatory reporter who has directly allowed these harmful activities to continue to plague our children. It is utterly ridiculous that I did not get a response from one single person on the school board or any of the principals directed, uh, directed, I directed my email to. As a matter of fact, I asked some of them directly after your response, Alyssa's response, if they were consulted by you or anyone else at the district since in your email, you said you were speaking for them. And of course, all of them said they knew nothing about your response, that you didn't even tell them is what I was basically telling her. They were not consulted at all. And they also told me they never saw my email. So they never even saw, and I'm gonna come back to my screen here really quick and I wanna talk about this is that, again, I just wanna reemphasize is that the email, I wanna hear from the people that are elected by us and I want to hear from the people that are directly responsible for, responsible for the schools and what it is their actions are about it one way or the other. And I got no response. Why do I want to hear from somebody who is a communications director who has no responsibility for, for my kids that was not elected from me? So, uh, again, as I appreciated her response, that I, I did not necessarily only want to hear from her. Um, and... And then I also wanted to make sure that it was very clear to her that I, I, this was not adequate. And the, the last thing that I wrote here was that, that they never saw my email. I, I am concerned by that because why are they not seeing the email? Are the other people not seeing my email? Are the principals not seeing the email? These are all email addresses that are on the websites. Are, why bother having the emails on the websites if when we as parents direct an email to these people, that they don't, number one, they're, they're not looking at them, they're not seeing them, or they're seeing them and ignoring them. Which one is it? At least the people that I contacted reach out to you and say, hey, did you see Alyssa's response to my email? And they said, what email? I didn't, we didn't, I didn't see any email from you. Well, then you obviously didn't see Alyssa's email. And they, of course, confirmed that, yeah, she never consulted us. She didn't ask us. She didn't um, make sure that I did see the email. So none of those things are happening. Why is she responding for people and saying that she's responding for them when she doesn't even consult them? I, I think that that is uh, something that I wanted to, of course, make sure that you were aware of as you're watching, that you need to be aware that whatever school district your kids are at, that it, you quite possibly could be having the same problem. My email goes on as I have uh, shared my experience with other parents in the district and especially the lack of interest of the school board, school district and school officials. I find more and more parents who are angered. Many of the parents also did not know any of this nonsense was going on. I think most parents know their emails and phone calls are being are being ignored for the most part, but they were completely unaware of the pronoun questions by teachers, librarians and coaches boys in the girls' bathrooms, girls in the boys' bathrooms, inappropriate sexualization of our children on iReady, 
and other activities. I will include as attachments some of the recent activity at Kramer Middle School and El Dorado that I have since received. And just so you know, this is only a small portion of what parents and students are now sending me. Yes, students other than my kids are appalled at what they are being exposed to at all PYLUSD schools. Now, I understand the go-to response for PYLUSD is to hide behind attorneys and to blame Sacramento and the federal government. This is not, this is not acceptable. We parents want to know what our individual parents, school board members, and district officials are going to do to fight against Sacramento and the federal government to protect our children. Alyssa, I know you have common sense and you know that allowing boys to dress and undress with girls is wrong. I know that you believe pushing once healthy children to the point of cutting themselves and committing suicide is wrong and actively participating in the sexualization of elementary and middle school children is abhorrent. I quite frankly do not care what you think as the director of communications. I like you and think you do a great job, probably. But you are, as far as I know, have no responsibility for my children or the thousands of other children in the school district. I want to hear from each one of the individuals I directed my email to. I want to hear what they are going to do or not going to do to protect our children. Please make sure they see this email. My past email and your responses are seen by everyone I have directed it to, including the email. And I list all the people that I told you from earlier that I directed it to and then respectfully I signed it. Well, I did not. I just put my name there. So here's some of the pictures that I included. This is from Kramer Middle School. The blow-up doll is a character from iReady, which is a transgender person who is in the iReady program that is being used in our schools at Placentia Urbanist School District. Um, uh, I have single pictures of these. Hold on. All right. Where did that go? Out of my... Why is this happening? Here we go. Uh, the blow character is a character from iReady. The online programs must go. That's from a parent. Uh, I blocked out the name. What is the blow character? The blow character is a transgender person. These are uh, flags, uh, uh, um, gay pride flags that are all in the urinals, obviously, in the boys' bathroom. These, are, This is not the girls' bathroom, but the flags are put. Every every toilet has a, a pride flag in there. Let me come back to that, too, in just one second. Um this is on the window so that not only do the students that were in this person, this teacher's class, have to be subject to uh, this kind of nonsense, but this is on a window that faces outside, as you can see by the reflection, so that children come by that aren't in this teacher's particular classroom that says someone with a gender identity that changes over time is called gender fluid. <laughs> Such nonsense. There's a... Uh, a gay pride flag. There's that uh, character that's in the iReady and a celebrated trans. Uh, this is a poster, I guess, that a student made or maybe the teacher made. Who knows? At this point, I've forgotten. And there's a contest, apparently, an art contest for Pride uh, Month. Um, and uh, I don't know. You know, you don't, you don't even know what to say uh, anymore. Um, hey, Shar, nice to see you. And just getting online. No problem. Glad that you're here. So this is uh, just, just so, it's so disappointing and so frustrating to know as, now I'm just, not just a parent. I, I've been in a, a, in a, a detective in 
criminal cases, hundreds of criminal cases as a sex crimes detective that see the harm of somebody, of a child that is groomed in a home, that is groomed from a family member. I saw, I saw many cases where they were doing this actively to sexualize a six-year-old, a nine-year-old, a 10-year-old in a, in, a, in, a, in a home environment, that what happens to these children is they be, they're, they're, it messes with their minds. And this is so, it's so silly that I even have to talk about this, that if this is happening, if this is happening in a home, it's bad enough it's happening in the home, but now we have it happening in our public schools, the sexualization, the, the bombardment of, of, of adding confusion to children, especially in the elementary and middle school ages, at, the, at a time when they were the most vulnerable, it does nothing but to cause harm. We don't need to fight against what they're going to see on social media. We can only protect them so much from their phones or, or keep phones from them. But you know that their friends have phones. You know that they have computers that they are able to go on to, that at some point they, we are going to be combating what it is that they're seeing online that it's bad enough that we have to combat that, but now we have to combat teachers and librarians and coaches who are adding to the confusion, adding to the, the mental instability of children at such a vulnerable age where we're seeing a hike. Uh, if you go to the CDC website, it, it, it says that during 2020, the proportion of mental health-related emergency department visits among adolescents aged 12 to 17 years increased by 31% with that from 2019, I go to another um, stat. Here we got another one. And now, so that was from that period of time. In addition to sharing guidance of navigating the COVID-19, the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention has been tracking a lot of data throughout the pandemic. One of the, uh, hold on, I'm so sorry. From February, 2021, this is more recent, from February, 2021 to March, 2021, Average weekly visits to the emergency room department for suspected suicide attempts among young girls were up by more than 50%. In 20, can you imagine what it's up now in 2022? It just keeps climbing. As you can see, it went up 30 some odd percent in uh, 2019, and now it's jumped to 50% in 2020. What do you, the, the difference is the bombardment of this kind of nonsense that's been going on our schools over the last couple of years. And it's just been increasing. You can't help but understand that the uh, seclusion that they went into during the pandemic on top of the, the confusion that is being ad added to their lives through these criminals that are trying to tell children that it's okay to, to be something else that they're not and, and taken out of the hands of parents and actually telling them not to tell their parents, not to consult with their parents because their parents will try to talk them out of it is adding to the, the mental health problems that are going on with our children today. And it's just unacceptable. It's unacceptable that the principals did not respond. Not one of them, not one of the vice principals, not one of the counselors that I sent this to responded to any of my emails. As I directed it to all of them too, they were all included on the emails that the only person, oh, none of the school board members, either not one of the school board members at Placentia Yorbaland Unified School District responded. Again, I know they're probably being told by council not to respond or they're being told by the superintendent not to respond, but why? Do we not have a right as a parent to know how our leadership so that we can not vote for them the next time? 
right? Again, I don't know that they do this to the, to the parents of children that are, are, you know, that are having these issues. I'm sure that they respond to them quite rapidly and quite often when it is that something is going on with one of their children, but not to the parents that are not having an issue, that the only issue they're having is with the nonsense that's going on in regard to pronouns and genders and CRT and DEI and the destruction of the family environment. And again, as a matter of fact, they're telling their children to go silent. As they are being told to go silent, not respond to these emails from parents, the children are saying, do not respond to your parents when they're asking you about your pronoun, when they're asking you about your, your relationships with boys or girls, depending on what boy or girl that they have or what child they have that's a boy or a girl. This is nonsense too. Uh, Amy, nice to see you from Texas. Uh, I cannot believe this is going on. Absolutely disgusting. Char says this is awful and it is criminal. Absolutely is criminal. Um, since they have chosen not to respond, and since I have so many parents that are agreeing that this is abhorrent and a problem that is beyond um, normal, that we need to start looking at at how this you know can be addressed in a in quite possibly a civil suit or a criminal uh, case. And the last thing that I, I, I want to say, uh, it may be the last thing I want to say, but quite possibly the last thing, is that, again, they're hiding, well, the state says, the, uh, the Sacramento says, or the State Board of Education says, I don't care what they say. They're, as a law enforcement officer, they, they quite, in the academy, we're told, you, there is a chain of command. It is a, a quasi-military organization where you have a you know, chief of police, uh, a deputy chief of police, a captain, a lieutenant, uh, sergeant, and then patrol officer. And then there's sometimes there's, there's ranks within the police, uh, police officer level, corporals and that kind of stuff. And that although we are to do what we are told through a supervisor, through a chain of command, as a patrol officer, if a sergeant tells me to go arrest somebody, I essentially have to go arrest them. But... But there is a but, and that is unless it is an unlawful order. If it is an unlawful order, then we do not have to follow that command. And there is provisions for not following an unlawful command. And this idea or this excuse that we can sexualize your kids because Sacramento said so, I think is nonsense. It is an unlawful command or you're misreading and are misinterpreting the uh, statutes, at least the ones that I read, is not saying that you can sexualize my kid. It's saying we need to respect the identity that somebody wants to be called. Sure, we can respect. I could care less. All of us that are probably watching went to school where there was somebody that struggled with their identity that, that was a lesbian or was a gay man or a gay boy. Um, we all did. But we didn't, they didn't. They didn't go into the other restrooms and change. They didn't. They didn't they, there was, a, you know, this was not a thing. We acknowledged it. I, 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 I've, I've shared stories about my aunt who was gay and had a, uh, a, essentially a wife. And we never, they came over for Thanksgiving. They came over for Christmas and we loved them. We loved both of them. And Aunt Joanne, who is my, my real aunt's um, lover, I guess is the best way to put it back, back in the 60s, 70s and 80s uh, when, they, when, I, when they were, you know, would come over all the time. Um, we knew. As kids, I mean, maybe I didn't know early on when I was really young, but as I got older, when it was appropriate, not when I was in elementary school, quite possibly, 
um, I knew that they were a couple and there. And I go, wait a minute, they're both girls. And my mom goes, yeah, you just now figure that out. And uh, I think I was in high school and um, it didn't change anything. I still love them. I hugged them both when they came over and we just went on our daily life. I didn't need to know that what they were doing sexually. I didn't change my behavior around them. I loved them both. And we moved on on our day. It didn't need to become one of the things that we talked about. We didn't have to have a, a gay pride parade through my house when they came over. We didn't have to fly a gay pride flag outside my house when I know they were coming to visit. None of that stuff happened. It just was. It just is. But when they're, they're pushing it and they, get, they have this tendency, the Democrats and the liberals have a tendency to say, you know, let's just acknowledge that they exist. Okay, we did that. Okay, now let's just let it. I want you to now try to consider maybe that you might be gay, you know, and, and then they go, well, now let's have a whole month where at school we're going to fight. No, let's go back to the where the, the one part was okay. Like, okay, we acknowledge. Now let's move on. Why does it always have to be the next step and the next step and the next step? And why suddenly now an iReady, an online program that's being taught in our kids inside the school, in elementary school, has transgender characters that are teaching our kids how to read and write. Why? Why does this has to, has to happen? It doesn't have to happen. It should not be happening in elementary school. It should not be happening in junior high. It should not be happening in high school. I can choose, or the kids can choose what college they want to go to, and I can choose not to pay. And if my kid wants to go to uh, Berkeley, for instance, I'm not going to pay for it. I mean, no, you are not. I'm not. I'm not participating in you going to a school like Berkeley or Davis. No, if you want to go there, then you pay for it. But I'm not going to participate in the um, uh, the, the brainwashing or the idea ideology that they're going to push upon you. I'm not going to pay for that for you. Do you see the difference? We're talking about a public school of elementary, junior high, and high school that, no, that's not what I'm paying for with my taxes to have my child indoctrinated in this nonsense and to be asked what their pronoun is and then to cause confusion with their lives. Again, I know kids that have been pushed and pushed and pushed and they begin to trans transfer over to this idea that they might be some other sex and you get them out of that situation and put them over here where everybody's doing boy things and the girls are doing girl things. And then suddenly that child who was struggling over in this world is now in this world. And now they go, Oh, I am a girl. And they're a girl. They were born a girl and they are a girl. And they now look to have a boyfriend. I've seen it. This is not made up stuff. Sorry. I'm going to take this off. This is not made up. I'm not telling you something that's a, um, a possibility. I am telling you, I know that in one situation you will create a child if you tell them long enough that they are this other thing. Uh, I, I love what a comedian once said is that uh, when I was a kid, I thought I was a pirate, but my, ki my, my parents didn't take me for pirate um, uh, uh, surgery and have one of my eyes removed so I could wear a patch and cut off one of my legs so I had a peg leg and then put a hook on my hand. That, that, again, that, it is a very much the same thing. That is, that is, it is a joke that is as serious as taking a kid and saying, okay, maybe you're unhappy because you, Johnny, are not Johnny, you're um, Shaniqua. So from now on, we're going to call you Shaniqua, and now you're a girl. No, no, that is not your place as a teacher, librarian, or a coach to start doing that to my child. When I, as the parent, are, are dealing with it, you don't need to get in the middle of what it is that I'm trying to teach my kid or trying to help my kid through. Because quite often, as we've learned, um, and I had a little spot in one of my emails where I talked about that at our church, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, there is an organization of parents 
um, who have children who have gone through this gender dysphoria or this idea that they're another sex. And it's a, it's a group that you go to. And one of the most common things that the children who have recovered from a period of time of being confused said is that the one thing that brought me back to being a boy when I was born a boy is that my parents didn't give up on me. And then they, they kept a, uh, they kept communication with me and they helped me through the difficulties of what it was I was dealing with. It was in fact, I was dealing with some other depression. I was dealing with some other issue and that it was somebody that talked me into believing that maybe I was the wrong sex, but it was only because my parents stuck with me and my, my parents prayed over me and my parents did not give up on me that brought me back to, to understanding that I was born a boy, I am a boy, and I now have a normal relationship with a girl. And it's only because of the involvement of the parent. And it may have been the only because of the, um, the, the participation of somebody that should not be participating, participating in that as a coach, a teacher, somebody that was once called a trusted uh, adult. They go to a trusted adult to look for help. And that trusted adult now oversteps the bounds and takes the place of the parent. That should never be happening in our schools. And we need to fight against it. One thing, if this is going to continue, and I think this is totally appropriate, what we should do is that since now they decided that we're going to celebrate a gay pride month in our schools. I thought about how about this next school year, uh, the 22-23 uh, school year here in Placentia Urban School uh, District that we have a month, not a day, a month. And uh, of course we can do um, you know veterans month. We can do Memorial uh, month for Memorial, for the Memorial of, uh, of, of uh, those men and women who have given their life in war. But in addition to that, to changing those from a day to a month, is that what if we had this? What if we had Law Enforcement Pride Month? I think next year that we're going to pick a month to do that, um, that we are going to have Law Enforcement Pride Month. Since they have Gay Month, um, uh, Pride Month, whatever that's called, uh, we're going to have Law Enforcement Pride Month. And then how about Christian Pride Month? I think that that would be really important to have because right now it seems like the Christians are being attacked and marginalized more than any other group of people, that we probably should have a Christianity Pride Month considering one of their, the reasons why they have a gay pride month is because they say they're marginalized and they're picked on and they have a history of not being um, uh, accepted. Well, Christianity right now is being one of those things that I think next year uh, I'm really going to push that a group of parents get together and say, you know what, at our school, we're going to celebrate Christian pride month. Uh, and then how, this is one of my favorites, this next one, and that we're going to have make America great again, pride month. I think that that is going to be one of the most important months. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that, that uh, we should make it uh, on the month. I think, was it June? I think June is uh, President Trump's uh, birthday month. I think June should be, as we're ending a school year, should be Make America Great Again Pride Month. And so I'm going to make sure and push for that uh, for the next coming school year. And I think that's going to be very important. All right, my friends. That's, uh, that's it for today. Um, I just wanted to share this entire thing that's going on with our school district. No matter what school district you are in the state of California, uh, I think you really need to get involved in this area. You may not have known that these things are happening in your school. And again, I, I, I only say this just so that you understand that Placentia Yorba Linda Unified School District is in a very much, probably a higher 
concentration of conservatives and conservative Christians is in the school district for the most part. There's some cities like Brea and uh, Placentia who have more liberals than uh, Yorba Linda. Yorba Linda has a, has a fairly decent size amount of, I mean, we, we essentially voted for the, um, the ouster of our governor, and we were one of the few uh, cities overall per capita that voted uh, him out of office. Um, but because of that, we were able to get CRT banned. So I, I can tell you that our school district is one of the districts that we have a little bit higher chance of fixing some of these things. But I'm telling you, your school district, um, especially you're up near San Francisco or in LA, you're, this is happening tenfold and maybe even a hundredfold in one year school districts. So make sure uh, MAGA Pride Month, their heads will explode. <laughs> I'm pushing it next, next month, next year, look for this. I'm, I'm going to be pushing for make America great again, pride month uh, for the month of June. Again, if that's his, but I'm pretty sure that's Trump's uh, birthday month, but we're for sure going to do that. Um, uh, Cher says, it seems to be that girls are more affected by this. Just I, they are, I, I believe you are right. I believe that it is, you know, girls struggle and uh, this is coming from a, a guy. So anybody, any, uh, a female woman, uh, I know what a woman is, uh, by the way, um, can, can share and share and, and share. Char um, actually, um, you know, made this clear in her comment, but I, I do believe I have three girls and I know that these struggles are real and they go through these, uh, you know, my, my 14 year old daughter uh, is, um, you know, have, you know, beginning one of our first, I probably shouldn't say this, um, no, <laughs> um, number one, she's a girl and she knows she's a girl and she likes boys. And this is very clear that this is something that she's dealing with right now and, and how they interact with other girlfriends and how they can become petty and all this kind of stuff really seems to be, um, and, and even was for my older daughter that I remember that it was a difficult time and, uh, can be affected by such things a little bit more easily than boys. However, there are a lot of boys going through uh, uh, some of these issues too. Uh, boy, do I know. There's not enough men in these, in these boys' lives is one of the biggest problems. We have a huge problem with not, a, we, have, we have boys that have fathers that are not involved. We have boys that don't have fathers, which is a really big problem. Um, and we don't have enough men that are stepping up and being mentors to boys to, so that they raise strong, masculine men. Um, it is it is clearly a problem. But again, again, agreeing with Shar that I think that um, girls seem to be affected by this a lot. All right, my friends, uh, love you guys. Uh, God bless. And uh, let's get through this. And I will keep you up to date as to what happens next. Again, uh, nobody at all, not even uh, Alyssa responded to my last email. So uh, nothing but crickets, nothing uh, to speak of as far as response. And they're doing nothing about it. We have a new superintendent, so I may have to catch him up with all the what's happening. Uh, in this particular area of our schools and uh, speak, I'm going to speak up about it at our next school or, uh, school board meeting here at Placentia Robelinda School District. All right, my friends, love you guys. God bless. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>